Welcome to Matter of Fat, a body positive podcast with Midwest sensibilities. I'm Kat Palavota, a local fat feminist here for your plus size fits, small business tips, and celebrations of crop top season. Suns out, tums out all summer long. I'm joined by my co-host, Soraya Bogani. Hi, I'm Soraya, a multiracial, giggly millennial living and working in Minneapolis. I've been fat pretty much my whole life and I'm now announcing it to so many people. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. We're excited to present Matter of Fat because it's all a matter of fat. We recognize that identity and experience are key. The politics of fat bodies always seem to be on the periphery of the conversation, but we're here to bring it front and center. Welcome to our second episode ever. (laughs) During our last episode, we talked about upcoming local events, got the lowdown on our personal stories as a matter of fact, and dove into the dirt and discourse. Oh, yeah. We're thankful for the feedback and love that we've been receiving, and Mm -hmm. we can't wait to share everything in store today. But before that, we want to share thanks to everyone who's helped make this possible. We'd like to first of all thank everyone who's liked and listened. Mm -hmm. And KFAA for providing an amazing space to develop this project, great microphones, great microphone covers, makes us sound so good. So sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Mason Butler, f- who is a generous and magical sound engineer and tech wizard, among so many other things. Mm-hmm. And Allison and Design and Create for building our beautiful logo. Kyle Werstein for composing and producing our amazing theme music, which is real cool. Mm-hmm. So groovy. Uh, and then also our first guest interview, Zoe Holloman, coming up on this episode. Zoe is talking about the subversive sirens and her story as a matter of fact. I can't state how grateful and thankful to everyone we are um, just for listening and following along, keeping in touch on social media. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Gmail at Matter of Fat Pod. Also, please let us know if you have any thoughts or questions, and we'd love to know if you have, if you know of any exciting happenings in the community that we should know about so we can share. Speaking of community, let's get to our first segment, The, the Fat, Fat Dish. The Fat Dish is your favorite potluck. Instead of declaring that you're being naughty for Ugh. eating the last special K-bar or judging you for what's on your plate, we're bringing a tasty smorgasbord of local events and newsworthy dish with a lens on body size, body positivity, and fat liberation. That's right. We'll be able to talk about all things rad happening in the community, often specific to Minneapolis and St. Paul, but branching out at times to the greater Midwest. We hope you brought your Tupperware this week (laughs) or a couple of Pyrex because we've got quite the spread today. Uh, We've got more details on the Subversive Sirens viewing party while they're competing at the gay games. We have info about Fatitude the movie that's being screened here on August 19th. Um, A reminder about voting in the primaries. Cake Plus Size Resale's Fat Splash Pool Party next weekend. And info about the Virgie Tovar event on August 25th as part of her book tour. Okay, but before we get all to all of this, I want to hear about the dish in your life, Soraya. How has your week been? It's been truly dreamy. Oh. Yeah. It's summer, but feels like fall, which is my mm-hmm. favorite kind of season. And our first episode came out last week. I am so impressed by how lovely people are and how they want to engage with this creative endeavor we're embarking on. Yes! Like, I don't have the words for the emotions. Um, But other than that, I attended an amazing networking event for professionals of color called MSP Mingle. Ooh! Yeah, it was hosted by the Minneapolis Regional Chamber and St. Paul Area Chamber of Commerce and Make It MSP. Um, I heard about it through some colleagues at work and signed up. I didn't really know what to expect. It was at the Target Commons on Nicolette. It's a beautiful 
space. Mm. They had great food, cold beverages, and actually non-awkward networking. For real? It was like fun networking? Yes. Amazing. It was excellent. Um, I'll make sure to add Make It MSP in the show notes and information on the website. Cool. Um, But yeah, other than those great things, uh, what's been up with you? I mean, same. It's been so exciting to see all of that, like the energy we have around what we are producing, like now being in the world and people listening to it and letting us know that they are tuning in. Uh, but other than that, my week has pretty much been about being productive at the shop. We have really cool summer interns that are just like doing everything and helping us tackle a lot of projects. And so that's really cool. They are truly amazing. Um, and oh, uh, for the last couple of weeks, I've been going to a life coach and or like meeting up with a life mm-hmm. coach. She is rocking my world. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess those are the things that are new with me. Um, OK, so now that we've told you all what's up with us, we are diving into our other tasty morsels <laughs> of, <laughs> of the fat dish. <laughs> last episode, we talked about the subversive sirens. Not only are we going to interview one of the sirens, but we've got some information on how you can watch them compete at the gay games in Paris. Um, it's tricky because they don't find out their competition times until they arrive in Paris. So the best bet is to follow their Facebook page for details. Just search subversive sirens on Facebook. We'll also share their page on our Matter of Fat Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Also, like we mentioned last week, Fatitude the Movie will be here on August 19th, and it's an event sponsored by the local Radical Health Alliance. So we didn't have a lot to say about it before, but now I have more (laughs) details for you. Um, There are lots of voices of amazing fat activists present in this film, um, and some of them include uh, Bruce Sturgill, Lindy West, Virgie Tovar, Jess Baker, Substantia Jones, Reagan Chastain, Marilyn Wan, Sonia Renee Taylor. I mean... These are like power players in fat activist spaces and like their voices are really um, kind of at the forefront of a lot of cool stuff that's happening. They're all part of this film. Not only is it a screening of the film, uh, the creator, Lindsay, will be speaking afterwards. Also, it is in like a movie theater with adjustable armrests and cushy seats. And so it's a very like fat friendly space. Annie from the Radical Health Alliance said that it would be a really fantastic thing to go to, like with your partner or friend or family member or someone who like doesn't quite understand where you're coming from when you talk about your own fat experience. I think that's really something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is this good for us to maybe like hear things and feel validated in what we're experiencing, but also maybe to bring someone along who might have a little bit to learn. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're listening and you don't get what we're always talking about in terms of our experiences, this might be something that really could help you um, develop your framework around this too. Mm-hmm. Make sure to search Fatitude Screen in Minneapolis on Facebook or Eventbrite to find details and purchase tickets. Yes. Like we're so excited to have this conversation with y'all and like feel free to join in by going to this event. Another thing that everybody can participate in, which is really exciting, is that the primaries are coming. The primaries are coming. Ah! Kat, in the most Minnesotan fashion, I'm alarmed. Okay, why are you alarmed, Soria? <laughs> well, I was perusing nprnews.org the other day, um, as one does. Naturally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Carrie Miller said that millennials are not voting. What? If you fall into that age cohort or don't, let's please prove her wrong. Mm-hmm, uh, primaries mm-hmm. for Minnesota are on Tuesday, August 14th, uh, 2018. You can vote by mail or in person from now until August 13th, 2018. The election determines who will be on the ballot in November. Um, We'll link the Minnesota Secretary of State's page for more info, but do not sleep on this, y'all. This is important stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Very important stuff. If you can vote, please vote. Please prove Carrie Miller wrong. I don't know. I don't have like a vendetta against her, but like <laughs> no. let's let's change the story. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I also want to mention that my shop is hosting a fat pool party on Sunday, August twelfth. You can join us to celebrate the end of summer with fun in the sun, music, and solidarity. Uh, visit cakeplussize.com or our Facebook page for more info about the first annual Fat Splash to find out more and to purchase tickets. Great. These are great morsels. Yeah, tasty morsels, if you will. I'm I'm not there yet, but (laughs) anyways. Um, The next one is about Virgie Tova. Yeah. Yeah. She is an author, activist, and one of the nation's leading experts and lecturers on fat discrimination and body image. She was mentioned in that long list of folks that Kat um, was talking about with Fatitude. Um, She's on tour for her upcoming book, You Have the Right to Remain Fat. You can catch her Saturday, August 25th at Gamut Gallery during the Dangerous Fatty event. Oh, cool. What a good name. (laughs) Because... Yeah, it's dangerous. Um, it will be part book reading and part fat art and community show. The event is free, and it would be a shame for you all to miss this. Are you going to try to go? Yeah, I'm going to try so. to go too. Mm-hmm. We probably sh- we'll, we'll probably end up going together. Watch our stories. <laughs> we'll be we'll be sharing it. We've all. got history and attending yes. like literary <laughs> events. <laughs> yes, we actually really do. Uh-huh. <laughs> so real. And you would have seen the photo of us at a literary event together if you pay attention to our Instagram and looked at our sort of visual show notes. Um, behind our last episode slider on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can't lie, Soraya. These morsels mm-hmm. were tasty. They're tasty morsels. <laughs> uh, maybe as tasty uh, as they are ridiculous because this word choice is silly, but thank you for indulging me. <laughs> uh, we have fun. <laughs> but um, now it's time for us to get into our first guest interview. Uh, last time we interviewed each other, and just a heads up, You'll hear Kat's voice during much of the interviews to come. I'm still here. I'm still part of the conversation. Oh, yeah. You may occasionally hear me giggling, sharing another question or mm-hmm in the background. <laughs> I just like can't stop myself when I'm engaged. But right now, the amazing Mason Butler is editing and engineering, but I'm slowly learning how to move into that role. Um, but that's enough BTS behind the scenes for now. Let's get into our interview with Zoe Holloman. Zoe, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for coming. We're so excited. <laughs> Excited to hear from you. Okay, so first and foremost, tell us your story as a matter of fat. Okay, so um, I mean, I would say I um, have been a fabulous plus size lady my most of my life. Yeah, and um, it's been a journey um, for me. You know, um, people making comments or you know trying to be in different situations and feel comfortable and confident. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, I'm 39 now. And so I feel like that was a struggle for much of my life um, where I just kind of was made to feel bad about myself and that my body isn't beautiful um, or that like I can't eat in public or Mm -hmm. things, um, you know, that I, you know, take up too much space or um, that I tried to be invisible. Um, And I feel like I've finally kind of grown into um, the age and the sensibility that I'm beautiful. Yes. And yeah. And um, and that, um, you know, my body shape is beautiful and that I, you know, I don't mind wearing bikinis. (laughs) Right. And obviously, like getting into athletics um, and being a model for others um, in 
like swimming and the aquatic arts and, and synchronized swimming. Yeah. And so it's like super brief, but yeah. That's awesome. Like, Thanks for sharing all of that. Yeah. And like that, you mentioned that transition kind of happening for you. Mm-hmm. Is that a sort of recent thing or when would you say that that happened? I mean, I think that um, I, my partner who I've been with for about 12 years, Erin, mm. um, she's amazing. She's also like, curvaceous and gorgeous and I I don't know I guess I didn't really realize how many hang-ups or insecurities that I had related to my size and my height and you know I don't even even like my toes like weird things that she was just like you're beautiful like get over that shit I don't think anybody's looking at that like right (laughs) and so I just like I think it was like slowly slowly and then I probably in the last like four or five years um, where I, um, yeah, just, I think maybe seeing beauty in a different way and, um, certainly appreciating, um, all shapes and sizes and like, you know, different, uh, like boobies and like different shape, right? Like hips in different places. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess I would say probably in the last like seven or so years. Cool. Just been much more confident. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for sharing all of that. Of That's great. So we want to, of course, talk a l- about you as an athlete and yeah. part of the Subversive Sirens. Yeah. So tell us more first about your identity as an athlete and how that developed. Mm. Well, um, so I never was really involved in like organized sports mm-hmm. when I was younger. My mom, I'm single parent family, and um, sh- she wasn't really into sports. And um, I went to a performing arts high school, so sports was kind of like, what is that, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but I um, I did uh, do synchronized swimming when I was very young. So Wild. like when I was nine, cool. um, I just, it was like, I went to an after-school program that was in, like, a um, the Jewish Community Center mm-hmm. in Buffalo, New York. That's right. Um, and there were, t- like, three or four young girls who um, were doing synchronized swimming, and they were like, hey, you should do this with us. And it wasn't really competitive. It was more like, um, you know, we had a... Um, a master's swimmer who was like a coach and maybe even like a judge Mm -hmm. and she just kind of treated us like a team and there were seven of us and um yeah like i we it was probably maybe four or five years um and then you know i lost interest and went into like other things um but um yeah, I mean, I I just never really picked up. I think maybe it also had to do with, like, being heavier and feeling like, oh, you know, people who go out and are athletes are this kind of body shape yeah. and this kind of um, type of person and that that wasn't me. Um, and then uh, last year, my friend Signe um, Haraday, she said, hey, girl, <laughs> you, I heard from a bird that you have done synchronized swimming and we have a team and you need to be on it and I was like what (laughs) and so initially like immediately I was like flushed and all excited like my body was excited and and then my first kind of reaction was like oh you know I don't know if I can do it there's like the time I'm kind of like a workaholic (laughs) seriously I mean I'm a community organizer and you know there's there's no end to the injustices, right? Um, right. So, mm-hmm. 
so that there's that and um and also just i don't know i was like nervous about physicalness of it mm-hmm. like swimming um competitively in it for a competition she said hey we're going to the gay games in paris france yes, yes, right yes. and uh so you know there was like excitement and then i think like a little tiny just initially like a little tiny like oh zoe can you do this? Come oh. on. And mm. then, like, I just, I don't know, my wife and other some other friends were like, girl, tell that naysay voice, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You can do this mm-hmm. and, you know, do it, you know? And um, so I said yes. And then it became more and more real when I, like, we registered and we mm-hmm. were like, yes, Gay Games 2018, Paris, France. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and we started practicing, and we had, like, a a regular schedule of three to four times a week. And then as we got more, um, maybe, like, four or five months in, then it was, like, almost every day. Yeah. So now are you practicing every day? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're 22, 21 days out. Yeah. Um, We fly there to Paris on uh, August 2nd. So it's really soon, and um, we are, like, sharp. We're really, like, synchronized and um, just kind of working on, like, the final touches and making sure that we're, our heads are all pointed in the same way and, Mm -hmm. you know, that we're, um, we're, we're making space for each other. There's some parts of the routine where we're, we're doing a move, like, staggered so that it looks like kind of like a wave or, like, syncopated with the music. It's really cool. It's super cool. That just all sounds so phenomenal. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so let's back up a little bit and just okay. tell tell the people what the gay games are. Okay. Um, and um, you've touched on this a little bit, like if there's anything special you're doing to prepare and like how it feels to be participating in such an exciting yeah. athletic event. I know. Well, the gay games are celebrating their 40th year this year. Um, and uh, they started out as a just a, an inclusive um, space for people who wanted to be athletes, but maybe weren't didn't find avenues in the you know traditional Olympics or in like state you know or other local kind of um, competitions. And so they're they've been committed for forty years to inclusiveness around like gender and sexual orientation and you know all cultures and ethnicities and. Um, there they have some some they have tr- more a lot of traditional sports you know speed swimming and synchronized swimming and other things like that but they also have some non-traditional sports like urban dance oh wow and um i think they have bowling they have a lot of different sports so i think that that's really fun too to for people to see themselves as athletes um in uh in sports and in arts, uh, physical arts that are, you know, outside of kind of the mainstream. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, think about like hip hop dance, like that is an amazing Mm -hmm. sport and, um, you know, such a cool thing to like compete in. Um, So, yeah, um, we're we know it's the 40th year, so it's going to be probably like really big. Like there's definitely going to be like bigger celebrations, I think, than usual. And um, yeah, we're 
we're just we're super excited. There's a Minnesota team contingent, so there's some bowlers and some urban oh. dance, and us and some speed swimmers that are um, all gonna have like Minnesota shirts. Yes, <laughs> yes, we're gonna be representing yeah, in Paris. Yes. Awesome, awesome. And um, so we will walk together um, in the like opening ceremony. They have an opening ceremony where um, you know people from the same states and countries kind of walk awesome. together. It's really great. That will just feel so cool. There'll be I pictures, know. right? We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll be able to I, see some of these things. I'm pretty I sure. Hope. Well, there will definitely be pictures, but I'm pretty sure there will also be video. Mm. So you talked a little bit about the mission of the gay games, which mm-hmm. just like sounds like such a wonderful space. And yeah. it's just so cool that you get to be part of that. Uh, but talk to us a little bit about the mission of um, your group, the Subversive Sirens. Yeah. I actually mentioned y'all in a previous episode, but did not do you justice. I was like, there's this body positive synchronized swimming team. But yeah. your mission is way more robust than that. So tell us what you're all about, because I want people to know, um, yeah, the cool space you're carving out within this like athletic community. Yes. So um, synchronized um, swimming, we are committed to black liberation. Um, body positivity mm-hmm. in athleticism, equity in um, swimming and the aquatic arts, and queer visibility. Yes, and yes, so those yes. are like just really the like main legs of our um, our belief system about sports and you know really a lot of things. We're brown. We're queer. Um, we have some amazing allies um, who are either way. I think we have one woman who is. Um, heterosexual and white but she's like an amazing ally and um you know we're so supportive of each other and um we go to protests and things together and um you know we i think we all know like how it feels to be isolated Mm -hmm. um and so you know we know how important it is to be there for each other um you know we not only do that with um activism and with arts but we also do that just like if one of us had a really shitty day uh, we kind of come around each other and are just like how can i help you homie (laughs) you know the community is important it is the solidarity Mm. that's like one of my favorite things about it you know i think like i work in organizing which is um, not all the time, but sometimes like dominated by men or, you know, there's different schools of thought in organizing and yeah. sometimes the solidarity really isn't there. Mm-hmm. And so I just I love it um, being part of this team and having this group of women who is down. They mm-hmm. are down. Yeah. They are so down. We are so down for each other. And um, I mean, I just think about all the things that we've done, the like fundraising and the, you know, building this incredible routine and overcoming like fears, little fears and things like that of like, can I do this? Like, this is really physically really hard. Or like, you know, overcoming small things like, you know, in in synchronized swimming, you have to hold your breath for a really long time. Um, And so, you know, some things when you first look at it, you're like, oh my God, I can't. Or on your first attempt, you can't Mm -hmm. actually do it and you have to work up to it. Mm -hmm. Um, So just like supporting each other in all these different ways has been like the best thing ever. That is wonderful. (laughs) Sounds like an amazing group and it's so, which is, it's, seems like such a joy to be part of. So it's just like, oh, I'm so glad that that's happening in the community. And I just think that people 
we're better for everyone else when we're good for ourselves. And I know, like yes. self-care is a big part of what you talk about as yes, well with all this. Is. And so I think, oh, this is just such a, an amazing opportunity for you to, to be mm-hmm. participating in that. I want to say one more thing about that. Yes. You know, self-care, I think um, for women, for women of color, for, you know, organizers, um, you know, I just think a lot of times society is like giving us all these expectations that we're supposed to be serving all everybody else, yeah. you know, our, our spouses, our, our families, the community, you know, and then we're supposed to be like quiet and let like men have the, you know, accolades or whatever. And I just feel like um, we, you know, I would say too, like add to that too, um, you know, m- thinking about like who who were models for me like my mom she was such an amazing strong woman who just overcame all of these things and taught me you know integrity and to be um, politicized and to be politically active and all of these amazing okay, things mom. I, yes. right yes. yes hell yes um i also think that some things she taught me unintentionally mm. like um, you know, when you're giving to your community and your kids and your job and all these things so much, you can sometimes put yourself last mm. and you just like don't even think about like, no, I need to, you know, um, take care of myself, take care of my health, um, things like that. And I think so. I think I learned that from her, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously, like, I don't think that was intentional, but um, I think a lot of women do. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. we just learn to like serve everybody else and we actually think that it's selfish mm-hmm. to to do things for ourselves that feel good, that are for our health, that are for our sanity, like our mental yeah. health, right? And that's just like not okay. So that's the other thing that I think that's why we have those tanks that have that beautiful Audre Lorde quote mm-hmm. about self-care being self-preservation yeah. and that is a political act yes. um, because it's really true, you know, and, and we want to be models for other women and, you know, not just women, but like f- you know that's that's kind of a core part of like um what we hope to be modeling yeah is like you know um there's self-care um we need to do things that bring us joy yeah and that's not selfish either um in fact like that's the kind of like how you move towards liberation mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um and um yeah, it's 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 just really important, and I I found I've found myself more and more, and I know that all of the other members of the team are also like kind of evangelizing in that way. Like, hey, woman, I want to <laughs> ask you, what are you doing for joy? Yes, right. Some, I mean, who asks us that? Right. You know, yes. and not a once a year thing, no. like not a vacation with your friends once a year or whatever. Like, make it part of your daily. Yes, right. Yes, um, because you deserve it, and like you're this whole beautiful person. You're not just like a workhorse, <laughs> right? right. Yes. Right. Right. Yes. I'm so glad you added all of this (laughs) info with self-care because it is so important and so essential to what you do. And I just, I love this. Yeah. Thank you. So I wanted to ask about um, when you come home from the gay games, Mm -hmm. what will the subversive sirens be up to? What are your plans? Well, we're definitely going to keep swimming. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, We um, were 
we're thinking about like what are some other competitions that we can enter into um i think you know more than anything like we really just enjoy being together in the pool mm-hmm. and learning new moves and um just kind of pushing it um you know the lift is an example of like something that we all do together and um there are, you know there are a lot of different moves in synchronized swimming that we that that require like the whole team and and obviously routines um yeah i mean we're definitely going to keep swimming and we'll i think we're going to keep up like all our social media and everything too we're just like so excited uh we we ask we've asked each other a couple times and we're like oh so you know what are we going to do after the gay games and we're like Oh, we're going to keep swimming, right? (laughs) um, I'm expecting to see all of y'all four times a week, a minimum, right? So, yeah. Oh, that's so great. Well, we're excited to pay attention to you while you're at the Gate Games and then to Mm -hmm. continue to see what you're up to in our community afterwards. Great. Besides being part of the Subversive Sirens, is there anything else that you work on or do in our community that you would like to share or talk about? Well, um, I do a couple things. So... Um, I, uh, I teach park planning to teenagers. Yes. Um, yeah, for the Minneapolis Parks and Rec Board. Um, I, uh, I'm working on, um, as part of a team of the East of the River Master Plan. And so all of the parks in Minneapolis are going to be, um, up for investment from 2020 to 2030. They're gonna invest about three hundred million dollars into all of the parks, um, and so we are sp- uh, specifically working on like all of the parks east of the river. Mm-hmm. It's um, the city's divided into like several sectors, and so um, we work with um, community residents. Um, there's a community advisory committee. I work with a group of teenagers that are from northeast and southeast neighborhoods, and um, they're interested in like urban planning and um, landscape architecture and art and ecology. And so I work with them uh, two to three times a week, and they get to learn everything that is involved in like planning of parks. So. Um, you know, data collection and canvassing and surveying and walking audits, all kinds of things, data analysis, and then taking that information and putting it into actual park plans. And they learn sketching and computer um, design programs and things like that. So that's one of my jobs. It's really amazing. Shout out to the youth design team. Um, and then uh, I also do a couple of other things. I'm, uh, I've been a food justice activist for about uh, 12 years. Yeah. And um, it started out in Buffalo, New York, which is my hometown. Um, I I was an organizer. Um, I was a block club organizer, which block clubs are kind of a big thing there and in some other cities. Right now, we're working with um, Minneapolis Public Schools um, and their school district to um, assess like what their purchasing looks like. They spend about nine million dollars a year. Um, so yeah, so thinking about how that money could go to um, support our local farmers, our local economy, um, that the vendors are companies that treat their workers 
properly mm-hmm. um, because there's so much exploitation of yeah. people in the food system. Mm-hmm. It's really terrible. And it's something that a lot of like kind of some like local food movement movement efforts don't really address or don't talk about. Mm. Um, and it's a major issue. Um, we also look at the humane treatment of animals, um, environmental sustainability, and um, nutrition. So it's got like a five kind of value category lens or like a metric. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're working with our first institution and, and hopefully going to work with, with more in the future. That is awesome. You are just doing so much important work out here. Thank you. Yes, Thank you, you are. You are. <laughs> we yeah. just have to ask you about like your prints and your love of prints because I know that there's such a strong connection between the sirens and yes. prints. Could you talk to us? I guess it's not really a question, but tell us more about this because I think people will be very interested to know. Totally. Well, I mean, you know, we were trying to think of like who could be an ancestor, a figurehead that we could raise up and really honor and like who embodies um, some things that we are just like really serious about. So we were just like, well, Prince is like, I mean, musically just incredible, right? Like a genius and his his music was amazing and has influenced all of us. Um, You know, he was also just an incredible like I don't know if philanthropist is the right word, but like supporter of all of these um, amazing artists of color that, you know, were independent and like maybe would not have ever had a chance to like really make it. But he like supported them anonymously. And then like it just came out like after he passed that like he supported all of these things. So um, there's that. I think also just like, yeah, just like, creative excellence you know and yeah. in terms of his music in terms of um his you know person and self like he he was just such a model of like nonconformity, mm-hmm. right but it didn't like it didn't block his success you know I mean I feel like I I've heard or I imagine you know other kind of artists who are queer um there's all this worry that like if they if they show themselves as queer or or um you know whatever doing queer things that they won't be able to succeed um you know especially if they're a person of color I just and 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 he just like never I don't think he ever, like, I've seen, you know, we've done all this research to find, like, interviews from when he was, like, 19, like, mm-hmm. really young, um, to to see him, and he just, he never hit it, you know? He did it with flair, and, 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 and everybody thought he was sexy, right? Yes. And there was just, like, so, I don't know, it, may, it, like, makes me think, like, maybe, you know, sometimes we put ourselves in the boxes, you know, or we don't need to, mm-hmm. you know. So there's that. And, you know, he was like such a Minnesota homegrown, like amazing artist. Yeah. Like, um, I think actually uh, he started playing guitar or learned how to play guitar at um, a community um, center that was actually the space of the fourth precinct now or something. Mm -hmm. It it used to be a community center where there were like arts, arts programming and oh my God, like that's just so amazing. So we were, we, we were just like, who can we honor? We have to honor Prince. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So our music is a mashup of, of a few Prince songs. We are, um, 
you know, we're we're d- gonna be wearing these Prince inspired suits and um, yeah, and just hoping to rep rep him well. We love that. That is awesome. Thank you. So cool. Thank you. And hopefully there'll be some kind of beautiful group photo in all of these suits that we can share with the world. Oh, definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Good, good, good. Yeah. Wonderful. Wow, wow, wow. She is so busy and doing so many important things all of the time. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that was so wonderful for her to spend some of that precious time with us. I know. And she came right from the pool. Yeah. That's amazing. She smelled great. Oh, yes. Like coconut. Like beautiful and hair like, products. Yeah. <laughs> One of our goals with this podcast is to hear from people in the community. And dang, Zoe is in the community. I loved hearing about all of the teens who are helping literally shape the landscape of, twi- of the Twin Cities and her background in food justice. It reminded me, Soraya, of mm-hmm. our experience learning from the White Earth Land Recovery Project. Yes. In our last episode, we mentioned a service learning trip to White Earth during our undergrad experience. Um, Kat led our group of students as a staff member, and I was able to participate for actually the second year in a row. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. We got to talk with Dana folks making strides to not only eliminate food deserts or areas without access to affordable or good quality fresh food, mm-hmm. um, but also our saving heritage seeds and keeping traditional eating accessible to school children. Like that was just a small portion. Yeah, there was so much more happening on that trip. And honestly, it reiterates what Zoe's saying, that this work needs to get done. And she's doing it in addition to being this creative athletic wonder woman with the sirens. Yeah, and as a reminder, um, what we said at the top of the oh, yeah. show, uh, you will be able to watch Zoe and the Subversive Sirens compete in Paris August 6th, 7th, and 8th, and can find further information on how to watch on our Facebook and the F- Subversive Sirens Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, their Facebook page with more to come. I think they're going to be doing like a, a Facebook Live from the sidelines. Wow. So, oh, it'll be so cool. It'll almost be like we're there in Paris. I honestly can't wait. Yeah, we'll get a croissant or something. Okay, please. Yeah, but like it sounds really delicious to watch them. Like hear Prince and then eat croissants. And We're yeah, saying yeah. this, but like watch, like watch us be on an Instagram story, just yeah. like eating croissants, and watching the sirens. It might happen. Um, but you know what? Huh? I think it's time to get into the dirt and discourse. Yeah, let's get there. I should have said let's get into it. Okay. Get there is okay. As you may or may not remember from our last episode, the Dirt and Discourse portion of our show is where we tease out both the excitement and discomfort around relevant pop and cultural happenings. It's also a space to break down any questions you may have. Mm -hmm. Was there a word or phrase or concept used last time that you're not altogether too familiar with? Let us know. We really, really don't proclaim to be experts on anything other than our own experiences. I can't uh, (laughs) highlight that enough, but we'd love to share as much knowledge as possible, engage in learning with you. Uh, Feel free to get at us on the gram, Facebook, Twitter, Gmail at MatterFatPod. Yeah. And actually, we did get one question that I want to share. Okay. So someone was asking us if this podcast will be available on CastBox. So we actually hadn't heard of CastBox, so we're looking into it, and it definitely seems possible. So all signs point to yes. Yeah, I like this magic eight ball. It's very yeah. positive so far. <laughs> we're currently on Stitcher, if that's a platform that you like to use. Um, our logo will be up there soon. And we're waiting to hear back from iTunes at this moment. But, but we're working on it. We're working on it. And I mean, of course, the KFII website is a good place to go. It has 
has all of our information. It's probably the best place to go, right? I mean, like, they're our hosts. They're sort of grounding us in all of this. Mm-hmm. So the website is always going to be updated with the most accurate info. The source of truth, one the might source. say. <laughs> but we will, <laughs> we will have it on other platforms to come. Um, and if there's something that you listen to in particular, like CastBox, which we didn't know what it was, if you listen to your podcast on something specific, mm-hmm. uh, let us know and we'll make we'll do our due diligence and try to get that on that one as well. Yeah. Tell us what you want. We'll see. Do our best. But beyond that, Kat, what's on deck for our Dirt and Discourse? Ooh, Nelly, It is <laughs> a good one. Uh, so you've heard of Netflix, I imagine. Um, yeah, it, it rings a bell. Uh, I'm actually a Proud Netflix subscription owner. Dang, I know. $8 a month. I'm that resume. No. <laughs> um, no shade to those who have their cousins, exes, roommates, login, and password. I've been <laughs> there. Okay. So I know what that feels like. But um, I know what's coming up, but our listeners may not. What does Netflix have to do with the dirt and discourse? So recently, Netflix released a trailer for a new show debuting on August 10th called Insatiable. This is not new in so many ways um, and ugh, just full of full of flaws. The brief premise is that it's about a teenage girl named Patty who's fat. She's bullied and beat up to the point where her mouth is wired shut for a number of months and due to this she immediately loses so much weight um, that is, uh, as the show will have you believe, the cause for all of her ridicule and then lets her take revenge on the peers that have been cruel to her. This series is supposed to be a satirical dark humor drama that follows Patty's rampage while being coached by her disgraced lawyer turned beauty pageant coach. But whoa, there's <laughs> so much happening here. Ah, uh, yes, the classical coming of age tale where bullying and physical assault not only generate repercussions for those who did it in the first place, but a really hot bod. Ugh. Wow. Um, I saw that trailer. What really messed me with me was this short snippet and like all of this is short this oh yeah is not, so we don't know we haven't watched we don't it. it's not out yet know anything but we can only go off what was presented and there was a section where she was sitting down and she was looking at the different clicks like in, in the, the lunchroom i think it was a classroom okay we'll watch again it'll happen we'll Ooh. look into it but um she's basically deciding on what she wants to be now that she's not fat like maybe i'll be smart maybe i'll be popular no i want to get revenge and it's like um excuse me <laughs> uh can you not are you be kidding me fat is not a personality type no it's not a stereotype i mean i mean it is a stereotype you can be you know stereotyped as dumb vulgar slow etc that's not how it works in real life like you aren't fat and not popular or fat and not smart or fat and anything else it's just gross so gross mm-hmm. so gross um, since all that has been released is the trailer and a brief synopsis of the plot, there's not much to go on, like we alluded to. Yeah. However, over 145,000 people have signed <laughs> a change.org petition asking Netflix to stop from airing the show. Um, That's like no small number, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially off of a trailer. Um, as of July 29th, 2018, Netflix stands by its series release decision to, and cites the creator Lauren Gussis's own experience in high school with bullying and an eating disorder as providing a foundation greater than what is being shown in the trailer. I mean, I hope there's more than than what's shared in the trailer, but like, yeah. why would you release a trailer like that? Okay, I will tell you what I told Insatiable on their Facebook page, and they have yet to respond to me, <laughs> which is this. It is not the 90s. You can't get away with this stuff anymore. It is not appropriate to be sharing this. I mean, ugh. also, the like, for a fat suit to be part of anything has to throw up a million red flags. Like, how many people had their hands on this that saw this happen and thought, oh, business as usual. What a clever show. You know, like, that just, ugh, it, it really, it... 
um, alarms me and infuriates me and frustrates me. And like things like this teach people that fat bodies are just something to be changed. And like that's not how it is for people, for many of us out there. It reinforces both to fat people and people who aren't fat that like, oh, life's tough. You're fat. Just change your body. And that's not always possible. I think this rhetoric is really dangerous. And I feel like it also holds people back from living their lives right now. I mean, like, okay, imagine a high schooler going through it, maybe being bullied, experiencing some of the things that this character is experiencing. It's like a lot of shows subtly imply that changing your body is necessary to, you know, like pursue your dreams or escape ridicule or be liked or be loved. And it's disgusting whenever that is presented. But like, this is just so blatant. I just, I, it's so out of line to me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm up in arms. <laughs> and unfortunately, like we, we feel like it's out of online, but it's a tired trope. This yeah. isn't new. You're they're, right. They're going to go through with it. And I hope it ends up being an actually engaging storyline. I'm not sure that I want to watch it at this point. Ugh. I'm really not inclined yeah. to do it. Um, but I hope it's engaging and doesn't cause additional harm to those of us working through messed up internalized thought processes. Yeah. Um, and even if it is a good storyline, why not make the details count? There are so few solid representations of fat people in popular media. Oh, like agreed. real fat people and on bodysuits like you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, for instance, I've been watching AMC's um, adaptation of Sarai Walker's book, Dietland. Dietland. Mm-hmm. It stars the amazing actress Joy Nash. Um, she's a fat white feminist named Plum trying to come to terms with her own quest for idealized body and how that doesn't actually necessitate safety or happiness mm-hmm. <laughs> in this world. Uh, her depiction actually shows her having real feelings, making mistakes. She's smart and vulnerable. And I've only ever seen this happen in like what comes to mind at this moment to other shows. Yeah. Um, My Mad Fat Diary. And oh, so good. So good, but also so hard because it yeah. just is focusing on that weight and that. Yeah, it's a good, I, it's yeah. real. It's nuanced, which is amazing. And then there's one episode of the Netflix series Easy called Prodigal Daughter. Yes. I loved it. Fantastic. Great. So good. But out of all the media I consume, and let me tell you, I am oh, like yeah. Oh, yeah. on it. Uh, if I had another job, it'd be like watching TV, listening to podcasts, listening to music. Um, <laughs> that's all I can think of right now. And that's highlighting cisgendered, heterosexual white women. This is not men. This is not queer folks, non-gender, mm-hmm. non-binary, like mm-hmm. people of color. Like this isn't diving into it. And maybe I'm really missing something. Maybe I'm not in tuning into things because they're not being presented in the way they needed to be. No, what's going to happen is that people like, so I have one to add, mm-hmm. which is like a halfway one and I'll explain why in a minute. But like, I think a lot of times when we, or when I have seen people say what you're saying, or I have said something, People from the peanut gallery will be like, oh, but that one episode of that one thing with that kind of curvy person. And it's like, okay, even still, like, that's not enough, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, a show that I was like a guilty pleasure show that I like is called Drop Dead Diva. Okay, <laughs> that was on um, Lifetime, and I watched it on Netflix. Oh, Netflix, um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's the thing though. Like Netflix also had Easy, so like, I know. There's yeah, gotta be a balance, I, yes, everything. yes, yeah. yes. I shouldn't talk with such You're disdain yet. Good. Netflix, <laughs> um, but I um, I really enjoy that show, and um, the I mean, it's like like I don't know, kind of rom comy or whatever. But the premise is this thin model got hit by a car and got brought back to life in a fat person's body and like that's why she's so confident is because she has like the confidence of like a model in a body that quote unquote shouldn't be confident like so that's why it's like halfway there you know what I mean because you do see this like like really like well-dressed plus size very she's a lawyer like Uh intelligent woman I'm doing all this great stuff but like if you stop and think about it you're like 
dang, you only feel this way because there's a thin person inside of you. Like, ew. I just, oh, it's just all so bad. Uh-huh. Sorry, I really went there. No, you did. It's kind of like I feel pretty with Amy Schumer. Or it's just like a supernatural event. Or like in this case with insatiable, an actual assault or like damage to your body has to happen for you to feel like okay with yourself. This is so bad. Wild. So bad. We're over it. Netflix, do better. Also, don't hide behind the director or the producer. Like come out and tell us where your values really lie, you know? I've honestly never been so close to considering a Netflix boycott in my life. And then my sister would have to buy her own subscription. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Netflix has got me in its clutches, but it's 2018. Fat jokes are out and realistically nuanced, hilarious and emotional takes on life are in. They're in. That's what we want and need. Mm -hmm. So give us more of that. Uh, we don't we don't want this crap, Netflix. Come on. We're watching you. (laughs) Literally. literally. (laughs) We're watching you. That's episode two, Cat. Wow. It's happening in the best way. Yes. And um, not like that less than great M. Night Shyamalan movie with Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel. Okay. I never saw that movie. I don't get this joke. <laughs> this is not a plug. That's okay. Don't watch it. It's fine. But <laughs> we're happening. Netflix. Isn't on Netflix. Oh, my God. But we're happening. We are happening. It's happening. Mm-hmm. We did it. Thank you all for coming along with us. Please follow us on social media or email us with questions, comments, or a voice message. It's Matter of Fat Pod on all of the social and matteroffatpod at gmail.com. We'll be releasing episodes every two weeks and have a lot of great interviews and events and problematic faves to talk about. Until next time, when we hear more stories about social justice, popular culture, and Midwest sensibilities, as as a matter matter of fact... fact.